I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have a great show for you this week. I dive back into my vaults to last year when we had a spectacular double act from Las Vegas in the studio. You've already heard the shocker, and now you get to hear his partner. The main event this week is an interview with the magician that all the pros turn to when they need anything specially fabricated. It is Bizarro. He's known for his stylized and unique brand of magic, as well as being widely considered to be one of the best builders in all of magic. Nick Lacapo stops by the show to talk to me about the Scott Alexander trick, Tenacious. But before all that, we begin with a different builder. Mario the Maker Magician joins me via Skype for Desert Island Magic Books. Mario the Maker Magician, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for Desert Island Magic Books. If you washed up on a desert island with one magic book, and it's made of Tyvek, so it's not going to like disintegrate in the rain <laughs> right, and in the right. sand, what is your Desert Island Magic Book? Oh, man. I mean, right when you were saying those words, the first book that popped in my brain is Mark Wilson's Course in Magic. I, I, have, I'm, I am a sucker for it. It's Mark such Wilson's a good book. Course in Magic. It just has everything in it. It's got core principles in there. And from there, you can expand into your creativity and make them your own. So it's kind of like a Bible almost. It's like a little Bible of magic, you know? <laughs> it's it's so big. And I've actually, I think I even have a hard copy version of, um, on my shelf. And it's so, it's nice because it's so versatile. It's such yeah. a really good introduction to magic. But even as a, as a, a sort of more experienced magician, you can still go back through and get really interesting principles that you may have totally forgotten about oh totally and the hardcover is the best it's like it's a huge book yeah. you feel like a little kid when you're reading it it's like you know i i, I love it yeah so mark wilson you know yeah that book is a, you know that i, I go back and especially because i work with family so much and kids yeah. it's definitely one of those things i always bring up when i hear an, a parent that that tells me their child is super excited about magic it's just one of those things that i feel like is a is a nice mix you know it's like yeah. a mix of like all kinds of stuff yeah is there a particular trick that sort of stands out for you in that book that makes it just immediately come to mind um uh, i love yeah i mean that's a good question i mean i just every like uh let's see right off the bat let me think um wow okay <laughs> so yeah i mean even just the sponge balls i mean yeah we it's like the most undervalued thing. Like magicians criticize sponges so much, but the truth is anyone who's actually making a living doing magic, like, you know, <laughs> you have no choice because I don't care. Like, it's just one of those things that you know works when you do it right. Um, I use Eugene Berger's uh, version. He has a SpongeBob routine, but Mark Wilson goes into different details about how they can travel from hand to hand. And these are all core principle things that like, you know, especially like elementary age kids, middle schoolers, they get into something like that. And then you get that powerful return where the they explode out of the hand, you know. I mean, uh, it's it's a very rewarding feeling for a performer, especially someone who first starts, you know. So that's always one of those chapters that springs out of my mind. I totally agree. Well, I, I can't think of a better book to take onto a desert island because it's it's so versatile. So you've got so much stuff to work on. It's so big, so you could probably use it as a shelter or to hunt down small animals. I mean, it's. Right. A couple pages in the back you can burn for fire, you know. You know, the, the last thing I wanted to touch on that you brought up was that you feel like a kid because it's so big. And yeah. I think that the Mark Wilson book is really interesting from the perspective that it's so big because it's one of the only books that you can actually go through that doesn't want to close up or turn the pages on you like I don't know if he did that on purpose but it's it's size is like makes it easier to learn magic because it's a medium where you have to use both hands to learn stuff in that book it's well said it's it's true you know um uh, 
I, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, and there's something about it to me, too, that like touches the core because mm -hmm. it's when I first kind of started. It was one of those books that was handed. And I started late. I mean, mm -hmm. dude, I started Magic when I was 22. That was the first time I saw Magic Trick, you know? So, so like, you know, it, it was definitely... I, I wonder what would have happened if I started when I was seven or eight. I don't know, you know, if I would have pursued it like I did, you know? Well, uh, Mario the Mega Magician, Mark Wilson's Complete Course in Magic is such a great book to take on a desert island. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us here. Yeah, totally, dude. I'm so happy to be here, Eric. Thank you. Thanks so much to Mario the Maker Magician for joining me on Desert Island Magic Books. We have a great interview coming up with him in a few weeks, but for now, be sure to check out the family show he does online over at Make Magazine's Facebook page every Friday afternoon. Now, on to the main event. Bizarro is one of the top creators in modern magic. Known as the Optical Illusionist, he's performed in over a dozen countries and appeared on or consulted for more television shows than you could shake an eyebrow at. And you probably recognize his name on this show because he comes up a lot. Anytime I'm talking to a top name in the magic industry and I ask, hey, where did this come from? You can be sure that more often than not, they'll begin their answer with the phrase, well, I was talking to Biz. So when he came to the studios, I knew I had to sit down and talk to Biz too. And now you get to join our conversation. Bizarro, thank you so much for dropping by the Penguin Magic Podcast and lending uh, your voice to us, because I know you, you frequently perform silently. <laughs> well, I do have two acts. I have my silent act and I have my talking act. So some, and I'm, I think the, the, the worst compliment I can get is when people come up and go, I didn't know you were funny. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I, uh, I'm really glad to have you in here because your name comes up a lot uh, when I'm interviewing people for the podcast, because we'll be talking about a prop or a particular gimmick, and they go, oh, I called Biz, and he helped me out with this. Uh, you're sort of like... The prop maker to the stars, because I know you've built props for David Copperfield, mm -hmm. but you've also built a ton. I know you've built props with Carissa Hendricks for Lucy mm -hmm. Darling, and uh, and a bunch of stuff for television. Uh, yeah, I've uh, there's probably like four or five acts who I've built things for that have appeared on Fool Us. Uh, I've built stuff for Carbonaro Effect. Really? Uh, I built some stuff for Justin Willman's show on Netflix, Magic mm -hmm. for Humans. I built everything that was on Comrade Let's Mutant Powers. Uh, I was a consultant for uh, Adam Trent's Road Trick show, and so I built pretty much everything that was in the first like half or mostly half of that season and stuff like that. I don't get to hear a lot about stuff for Carbonaro Effect because I, I know I mean because the Carbonaro Effect is they kind of keep show. it themselves. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and David Regal's involved with yes. that. But uh, can you maybe share anything from Carbonaro yeah. Effect that you built? Yeah, there's uh, the I think the last season the, they contacted me and said, "Hey, can you do an ice cream sandwich like your Oreo trick?" Oh, now your Oreo trick. Can you describe the Oreo trick for our listeners who have not seen it? Sure, yeah. It is that you take a Oreo cookie and mm -hmm. you twist the top off and you lick the cream out of the center, put the two cookie bits together and then shake it or whatever, and then it refills with cream. Yeah. And then you can have it overfill <laughs> or overstuffed, if you yeah. will, <laughs> with, with cream. And so uh, they were not the first ones to approach me about this. I've actually built many, I've built a few variations of this effect for people. Justin Flom has a s'more okay. where the marshmallow filling comes in. Yeah. There was a performer named Todd Charles. Uh, he's a variety performer. He needed, he wanted an ice cream sandwich. And I ended up using a completely different method for his than I did for Carbonaro. And then um, when they contacted me, I, they said ice cream sandwich. I said, I've already done that style of ice cream sandwich for another performer. Can we do a different kind? Can it be like cookies, like big, like three-inch cookies? And they oh, went, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So if you go to my website, Bizarro by Design, mm -hmm. two Zs, one R, Bizarro, 
I have video of that on there, like some of the stuff I've built for people and just random things I built for myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made a, an appearing cake for Matt Franco to do on Cake Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've made a lot of, and there's things that I, things I probably shouldn't talk about. I, I mean, I I get asked to make some strange stuff, and I'm like, bring it on. Nothing phases me. Yeah, I mean, because you're, I mean, you're working with a, a lot of very sophisticated things, because it's not just like mold making, but also 3D printing and mm -hmm. electronics. I mean, in the lecture you guys you guys just gave, you went into all of the circles uh, of, of electronics. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like circle basic electronics are easy, but there comes a point when it gets really complicated, mm -hmm. and I. I can only teach so much in a video, and there just comes the point where you have to pick up, pick it up yourself, and run mm -hmm. with it, and get online and look at videos and things like that. And uh, but yeah, no, I've I've done. I mean, I built Shocker, and I actually build escape rooms on the side. Like that's really we actually create, write, design, build escape rooms for people. Uh, and that's uh, like a whole different world oh that, yeah that, that i think that is interesting i know a lot of magicians who are very interested mm. in escape rooms because of the sort of puzzle aspect of it right. well escape rooms are magic without the expectation uh you if like because when you when somebody comes to a magic show there's already that kind of you versus them mentality it's like okay magic mm. boy fool me yeah but an escape room you don't know what you're about to encounter and so if you don't understand electricity or physics yeah. and you take something and put it here and a door across the room opens, that's magic. Yeah. You know, there are, there's magic principles at work, uh, you know, because you, especially with electronics and electricity. And so mm -hmm. I, we've made some very involved props and we actually, we made a magic themed escape room because of course we did because we're stereotypes. Uh, and we actually put magic in it because most magic themed escape rooms are just themed. They, yeah. we actually build an arm chopper that you have to put your hand in to push a button. And when you do that, the blade falls and penetrates the, your, your arm. How that is like one of the most terrifying things I can think of. <laughs> that's why we did it. Cause oh, we're man. dicks. <laughs> oh, that's, that's such a, such a cool thing. So, uh, can you share any other like really, uh, fantastic, I mean, so I know I asked you about the Carbonaro mm. effect, but is there any, is there any props, uh, from TV that maybe people wouldn't recognize that, uh, you can tell, uh, share some stories. So with us, I was, I was one of the consultants on the second half of wizard wars, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there was there was two tricks on there that uh, that actually are trophies that hang on my wall. <laughs> okay, I want to hear about this. Uh, one of them uh, was so I s somehow got paired up with uh, Greg's, or excuse me, Shocker's manager Greg. Yes. And uh, another good inventor, Sean Scott. Okay. And so they were a team, and there, and I was like, oh, you're their consultant. I went, well, okay, that'll be easy. Yeah. And they said, here's your items. Your items are tennis balls, tennis racket. Blah, 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 blah. And I mm -hmm. went, oh, I have this great idea. Yeah. Now, as a consultant for that show, you weren't supposed to, like, basically build the whole act for them. But if you had an idea, you could share it, it with right? them. Right, yeah. Or if you had a better method. So, it w But this was one of those moments where I'm like, you're going to do this because I say so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show is brought to you by Scott Alexander's Tenacious. Nick Lacapo stopped by the studios to talk to me about this astonishing card to mint box. Nick, I know that you love you some ambitious card, and there is this new thing from Scott Alexander that has taken this classic plot of a card appearing in a mint tin and just, like, supercharged it and take it to a whole other level. What is this? I mean, if there's one thing I love more than ambitious card, it's Scott Alexander, man. I mean... <laughs> No, man. Everything Scott does, oh, he's, you, you should look at. You, yeah. Like a period. Like, so sure. When when Scott shows up here, I remember the night that he that he brought this here. I think I think it was the same night that he did his Penguin Live act, mm -hmm. uh, which was the first one, the first act that we actually did. He showed us this, 
and uh, you know I this was this was right when all the the Altoid tin stuff was coming out the Danny Garcia trick yeah and uh, the other one the the toy box which mm-hmm. is great both are both are great yeah so I think I was probably just a little bit on my on my you know didn't care all that much right yeah. when I first watched it man when he showed me the work on this though I got real excited really really fast that's the thing that like sets this head and shoulders above all the other stuff Mm -hmm. is that you can sort of hold the tin out and then they can take the card they can unfold the card and there's no switch because it's actually the card yeah it's it's like just better than you think it is Mm -hmm. um when i man i i don't quite know how to say this there's there's a lot of what this method is is what i'm trying to talk about is it's just scott yes scott brings so much to the table with any product that he puts out right so if you see scott on something you should just think like oh this is probably really great so if you're if you're comparing this in your mind when you're watching this like oh i have this and i have that mm-hmm. you just don't no uh because this is just ju- it's just different right it is it's very different it's one of those where when when i first saw the demo for this i was like oh okay another altoids thing in box like it's probably a little clever thing but then that moment where he moves his hand forward and lets them pull the card yeah. i was like oh we're looking at something special now yeah and and, and he teaches a, a, a you know okay so the card that's in the tin is the card yeah. right and i he, think we all know it's got to be folded yes so and, there's no yeah. switch or anything like yeah. that but it's got to be folded and he's got some really great work oh, on this yeah it's it's super clever i started actually mess, messing around with the fold because i was like oh this is a lot neater than a mercury fold right like a mercury fold can be a little you know little scatterwampus i think that's a word yeah but this is like neat and perfect yes yes i suck at the mercury card fold yeah that doesn't stop me from looking at tricks that use it mm-hmm. um which like toy box have, did you watch toy box oh yeah toy box, toy is, box is, is amazing fantastic yeah and and, and something to uh, you know like achieve um like it was a great routine to work on i also love danny garcia's mint box I'd, you know i love it it's yeah it's just it's really gratifying when it does what it does and this is just I want to say the perfect in between, mm-hmm. right? Is that the is that the way to say it? I think it might be. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think it is. It's, anyway, if it's Scott yeah. Alexander, it, it it's fantastic. The instructions great. The gimmick that you get is well made. Uh, you're gonna like it, right? Yeah. That was Tenacious by Scott Alexander, available at PenguinMagic.com. Now back to my conversation with Bizarro. Now, as a consultant for that show, you weren't supposed to, like, basically build the whole act for them. But if you had an idea, you could share it, with right? Them. Yeah. Or if you had a better method. So, it, But this was one of those moments where I'm like, you're going to do this because I say so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is yeah. this is going to be a good thing. So the idea was you have a tennis racket and you can take a tennis ball and bounce the tennis ball up and down on it. But you set it onto the, the strings and the tennis ball visually melts through the strings. Oh, man. That sounds like a beautiful effect. And it's online. You can find it. And so the tennis racket sits on my on my wall in my magic room. And then there was another team where they would they had a, a hula hoop. And mm-hmm. the, so they set the hula hoop up on this little like patch of grass. And then they held a... Um, they held a sheet in front of it, and all of a sudden, you see a shadow of the hula hoop, and the shadow of the hula hoop visually morphs into the sculpture of a, of a flamingo. Whoa. Because one of the things was plastic flamingos. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this this hula hoop of plastic flamingo that, it, that I made that is sitting on my wall at home. Oh, that's fantastic. 
So yeah. how so how um, did you get involved in consulting? Actually, uh, well, just I, out of curiosity, because I I don't run into many <laughs> magic consultants. There's a few of them, mm-hmm. but you're one of the more high profile ones who actually like goes who does really serious stuff. Well, yeah. Well, it's a lot of the, so there's a couple different types of consultants. There's the guys who basically can only do TV magic. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who all they know how to do is do stuff at particular angles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones like myself who can make it do practical effects. It's like things that hold up on video and also in real life mm-hmm. and also know how to make them you know and that's the thing when i get hired i come in with a suitcase full of tools and i make stuff like mm-hmm. on the fly when i was doing road trick we had to go into places that didn't know we were coming and i had to create a magic effect out of something there in like 10 minutes wow. it was it was macgyver on crack it was it was intense and so uh, I that totally got off the question you asked me, which no, I don't remember. No, no, what no. Was, that's what was it you asked me? Uh, I was just asking how you sort of got into consulting. Oh to yeah. Begin with. So I I've been making my own props for years mm-hmm. for myself because I was never satisfied with what was out there. I'm always wanted to make things that matched to my aesthetic, mm-hmm. and then I would also help my friends create props and make things, and so I was always doing that. And eventually one day I was like, you know, I can't perform my whole life certain in a certain way. Eventually mm-hmm. my performing profile will go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, why don't I offer my services as prop builder consultant? So one will rise as another will fall. Well, mm-hmm. the prop building consulting one rose way faster than I expected because I yeah. guess there's a need that was need that was the, to fill. Yeah. And and I and somebody once asked me, uh, or actually pretty recently, they said, how do you get into consulting? And I said, you just tell people you do it. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's really it. You, you basically put it out there and go, hi, I do this. And yeah. they go, oh, interesting. And eventually you build up a, a client list and people hire you or, or you or you work for certain people. Like there's some, mm-hmm. there's a uh, there's a web series that online that's been going on for like a year and a half now, almost two years, called Unicorn Wednesday. Oh, that's a fantastic show. I actually, uh, right before you and the Shocker came mm-hmm. here, I saw the Shocker doing an arm chopper effect right. on there. And it was really cool, but it's a, it's a great show online. Yeah, and so I've been, because I've known Misty Lee, the magician on there, yeah. for a long time. Her and I have been friends for a very long time. She said, hey, I want you to help me with this. So I've been creating so much magic because of the show like we're doing one a week so at this point and we we plan on probably doing another year so it's one of those things where it's like i am having to make magic so often that and sometimes we take old Mm -hmm. stuff and and just dress it up something different or we create Mm -hmm. a new effect and it's all different it's it's all a different thing but and it's the reason for that are one of the things was you there's so many videos online that just want to be viral or just want to go big or whatever and but they're all disposable they're yeah. all forgettable nobody gives about them mm-hmm. and uh we wanted something that people will remember you yeah. know we wanted to have something engaging something that meant something and even if it's even if we'll never have viral videos but that's not what we're going for we mm-hmm. just want something that has substance because so much online magic or not has no substance yeah so the the last thing I want to get into with you is uh, where if let's say there's someone who's out there listening to mm-hmm. this and they wanted to get into making their own props mm-hmm. and start learning some of the skills that you're applying because what you're doing is not necessarily trade secret. No, uh, the the stuff that you know with your making molds or 3D printing, you're taking your creativity and applying mm-hmm. it to this. But where could someone start to learn these kinds of skills? Well, I mean the and, internet, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the best way to learn is by learning with somebody who knows what they're doing you know mm-hmm. and like I've picked up t- tips and tricks from different places like I, I'm friends with Sylvester the Jester and just hanging out with him mm-hmm. learning how he makes stuff There, I've picked up tricks from him 
uh just just builders in general like watch what i call prop porn watch the how things are built online yeah. like adam savage's one day builds oh those any are of the great. tested stuff yeah. any any of the escape room like there's a company called gratuitous sets uh on who builds escape rooms and their stuff is amazing i'm mm -hmm. I, like i want i want to be them not when i grow up but i just want to make stuff as cool as them you know it's like i don't want to use that phrase if you do you spend a lot of time in maker spaces uh and meeting with other makers and uh learning? no uh, not really i've always been kind of autodidactic i make stuff my i learn by doing yeah. and we have like one maker space in vegas but it's one of those things where it's like 40 bucks a month and i'm like i already have half the tools in here i don't really yeah. need to spend money to come here yeah. and do this uh and it's but also you know i've i've offered people the time it's like if people who want to learn stuff it's like mm -hmm. come hang out i'll show you things you know it's like i'm, I'm willing to share the information with people who are serious about it yeah and it's and there's a lot to learn especially depending on what you want to learn mm -hmm. uh and, but again the internet is an amazing place it's also a terrible place but it's an amazing yeah. place uh to learn from and uh you can anything you need to know is on there that's great. Well, thanks so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. And, and thanks for coming to Columbus and, and doing a great show. Uh, 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 shock and Bizarre <laughs> is wild. Our audience was not prepared for that. And well, they got, oh, man, they, they loved every bit of it. <laughs> well, I, I'm just glad to get to come up here and hang out with all you guys again. It's, I mean, this is a great group, and it's nice to have a place to just see and do magic constantly. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. Take care. That's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks to Bizarro for the great conversation, and thanks to you for listening. Hey, Bizarro has been very active online as of late, so be sure to check out his online broadcast for Bizarro Radio with more information about that available at dustdevilradio.com and check him out on Misty Lee's Unicorn Wednesday on Facebook. On the show next week, I bring back Foolish alum Randy Shine to discuss his time at the College of Magic in South Africa, performing at a presidential inauguration, and so much more. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform that you are doing your virtual performances on. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, be sure to get a high score on the Pac-Man machine at the arcade down the street from my house and use your initials to leave a message. But if arcades aren't your thing, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. -I -I From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, wear a mask. Practice, practice, wear a mask.